Welcome to That's Good Sports, I am Brandon. I'm pretty sure I had the coronavirus on spring break the entire time I was in Cancun, Perna. I puked every morning, but now I can drink Corona and not even feel drunk. And I do hope this guy was drunk. The guy who had the balls to wear his Raiders gear to the AFC Championship game where the Raiders definitely weren't playing and for some reason he fell into the trap of groupthink committing the ultimate football sin, partaking in a sworn enemies team chant. I can't even begin to describe what kind of gaff this is chief raider dude today though i will give you 10 reasons the chiefs will win the super bowl unlike most sports shows i will account for the weird and possibly supernatural reasons in addition to real practical football reasons they can win the 49ers 10 reasons will be next so stay tuned let's get sports this is your daily nfl podcast of that's good sports It's football that's good. The 10 reasons I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Reason number 10, Chiefs fans. Yes, I think the Chiefs have the better overall fan base, and I think they will travel in bigger numbers to Miami. I actually have a lot of respect for the fan bases in the AFC West. If you remove the Chargers the way the Chargers unceremoniously removed their all-time best quarterback, Phillip Rivers, The Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders fans are loyal as hell, with one major exception, Chief Raider. But even then, he's still supporting the AFC West. Now, I did a poll on my community tab, and for some reason, it got over 21,000 votes, but people voted uh, with a 56% margin saying they want to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's pretty incredible. Are they the most insecure fan base behind the Patriots? Possibly. Is Pornhub's incest trend geared towards Chiefs fans' deepest inner desires? Well, since Arkansas doesn't have a pro football team, maybe. But do they show up in droves and not just to mock Native Americans and call it respect somehow, but also to watch their team? Yes. That's despite the fact that Arrowhead was built 47 years ago, doesn't have running water, and is haunted. Of course, it takes money to fly to Miami and to buy an expensive Super Bowl ticket. And we know the only Chiefs fans that make more than 55 grand a year are Paul Rudd and Rob Riggle and Eric Stone Street for one last year now that Modern Family is in its final season. As someone who lived in Wichita for six years, I can confirm there is nothing modern about families in the Bible Belt. So I might need to reconsider this one. But then again, you can still buy a home for what a car costs in Missouri and Kansas. So maybe San Francisco residents who pay $4,000 a month to rent a closet with a toilet are the ones who will actually be strapped for cash. I stick by this reason. Reason number nine, their greatest strength is one of the 49ers only weaknesses. The Chiefs have the most explosive passing game in the NFL, and while the 49ers defense shut down both Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, in this game, it's going to be different trying to cover Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Mecole Hardman. Richard Sherman is a physical corner, but how is he going to match up with the speed on the outside? Plus, there's not much depth at corner behind Sherman, even though Emmanuel Mosley has stepped up to become a decent starter. The best way for the 49ers to stop the Kansas City passing game is with their defensive line. Seriously, drop the entire defensive line into coverage and dare Andy Reid to run the ball when he's got a Ferrari to sling it in Mahomes. Reason number eight, 
The NFL Network did not do this when talking about Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. I hate to do this guy. Guys, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Block him. And come up laughing. If they hired Todd Phillips or Christopher Nolan to direct the Breakfast Club reboot, this is what we would get. There's no doubt Kelsey and Kittle are the two best tight ends in the game right now. But when the NFL Network loses its fucking mind like this over a player, it's a curse. It is a curse. And Kelsey is primed to have the biggest game of his life because of syrup. Also, Andy Reid cheated on his diet the same day he said he needed to go on a diet to fit into proper attire for Miami. Fired up to go to Miami, need to get on a diet so I can fit in my clothes so we can go do our thing, but. That's smart because good teams do not change their routine for the Super Bowl. Reason number seven, the Chiefs have no idea how much pressure it is to play in the Super Bowl. What would you know about pressure? This team literally hasn't been here since 1970, back when like 32 people were at the game and Hank Stram invented the word matriculate, which has nothing to do with football or syrup. It's not like if they lost that game, they couldn't show their faces. The picture was so bad, you couldn't even see their faces back then. Hell, most people probably listened to the game on the radio. Since then, important milestones like civil rights, the end of the Vietnam War, the fall of the Berlin Wall, Tom Selleck shaving off his mustache, and the jewel bait pods all came to fruition. All while the Super Bowl has become the biggest event in America, and the Chiefs probably have no idea considering they haven't been there in any of their lifetimes. So no pressure to speak of for the Chiefs. Reason number six, and this is a big one, Nick Bosa will probably switch teams at halftime. Yes. Secretly, we know that Nick Bosa and his super conservative politics wishes he was drafted by a team with values that align with his. And to be honest, I can't think of a more fitting team than the Chiefs. From Patrick Mahomes' pro-George Zimmerman tweets down to the red hats that they wear. If KC jumps out to a lead, expect Bosa to cross the aisle in this one and start sacking those liberal, dim, socialist cowards at an alarming rate. For Bosa, MAGA has a second meaning. Mount and annihilate Garoppolo's ass. And if he does that as a chief, nobody, nobody will question his sexuality. Reason number five, chiefs are really good at tricking Jimmy Garoppolo into injuring himself. The last time the 49ers played the Chiefs in the regular season, Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL instead of running out of bounds. And just one and a half weeks ago, we watched Patrick Mahomes not only not tear his ACL instead of running out of bounds, but he scored a touchdown when the Titans forgot what tackling was. Would you rather have a quarterback who scores or tears his ACL when running close to the sideline? My answer is Peyton Manning, but I like to live in the past much like Chiefs fans have had to do before Mahomes, or BM as they call it. Number four, reason number four, Tyreek Hill. The only thing faster than Tyreek Hill is how quickly a Chiefs fan will defend him, which is ironic since nobody on defense can actually defend him. 
In my eyes, he will always be indefensible in every sense of the word. Hill is maybe the biggest offensive game changer in the NFL, and he's the reason the Chiefs offense is as good as it is. No one can stretch the field and open things up for his teammates quite like Hill can. If I'm being truthful, I can't really remember another receiver who plays the position like he does. He's not like Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, or DeAndre Hopkins, and even though he's built more like Wes Welker and Julian Edelman, he doesn't play like a slot guy. His draft comparison was Steve Smith. That's fucking wrong. He's truly a unique talent on the field, and I wish he had a different situation off the field so I could appreciate what he does on the turf. It's not an accident that once Hill joined the team, Travis Kelsey went from around 800 yards annu annually to hitting 1,000 yards every single season. The middle of the field is wide open because safeties have to respect Hill's speed, which also frees up his fellow wide receivers and prevents the defense from, you know, covering everyone. If Tyreek Hill is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, it will be proof that good things really do happen to good people. Reason number three, the Chiefs defense is peaking. Now the Chiefs defense isn't quite as good as people are making it out to be right now, but it's definitely peaking at the right time. Let's not forget that despite the victories, the defense allowed the Chiefs to get down by multiple scores to both the Texans and Titans. But right now, Tyron Matthew is playing some of the best football of his career, just like another former member of the Texans secondary in Kareem Jackson. If Texans had a real GM, there's a good chance Deshaun Watson would be playing in the Super Bowl Sunday. Now, Chris Jones made a huge difference when he returned to the lineup in the AFC Championship, and Frank Clark, well, fuck Frank Clark, but he's playing pretty well nonetheless. Steve Spagnolo knows a thing or two about stopping Patriots quarterbacks in the Super Bowl but Jimmy Garoppolo is a much bigger test than Tom Brady. So let's be perfectly honest, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the biggest challenge for Steve Spagnolo in a Super Bowl he's ever faced. The number two reason the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan loses important things like playbooks at the Super Bowl. Remember, when the Falcons were in the big game, Kyle Shanahan misplaced his backpack, which contained Atlanta's offensive playbook during media week which seemed like a very convenient thing to happen when the Patriots are on the other side. But it's also obvious that whoever found Kyle's playbook ripped out all of the pages containing second half run plays before returning it to Shanahan. If I were Kyle Shanahan, I would just run the same three plays like they did against Minnesota and Green Bay, which he could Sharpie somewhere on his body maybe next to his Chris Sims tattoo. And that's what I call a real golden nugget of info prospected by my crack research team of 49 Will Keys. Kyle and Chris each have each other's initials tattooed on their legs because they were total besties in college. Speaking of tattoos, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Chiefs fans donate a million dollars to my Patreon account, I will get a giant Chiefs Super Bowl tattoo on my back. That's a promise, Chiefs fans. Make me a millionaire and my body is yours. And the number one reason I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl, God hates us. If he even exists at all, which isn't necessarily a given. A Chiefs victory in Super Bowl 54 would be a victory for domestic violence, 
diabetes, murder, xenophobia, the coronavirus, China, racism, heart disease, fungal infections, colostomy bags, soccer, root canals, gang violence, opioids, young Sheldon, dysentery, and Donald Trump. And before you get mad, Chiefs fans, that's a lot better than uh, another Patriots win. I made seven full videos shitting on the Patriots before their Super Bowl loss to the Eagles. A Chiefs win is not something that a loving God would allow to happen. But guess what? He doesn't love. And that's something that I learned on six separate occasions from the year 2002 to 2019. If the Patriots dynasty has ended only to give way to a Chiefs reign of terror, then that's maybe the cruelest joke that the old man upstairs has ever played on us humans. All that said, if the 49ers do win the game, God is good and I will be returning to the church. All of them, just to cover my bases. Maybe even the cult Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes have clearly joined. So, good luck Kansas City. Not. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. You gotta sub. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you like those social medias. Make sure you follow at Guillermo Yaves. That's Will Keys on Twitter, my writing partner. He really, really hates the Chiefs, even more than me. So if you want to taunt somebody if the Chiefs win, do it to Will. At least I will find humor in that. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.